0: gentlemen. Seems we are all together. Good morning, how are you? See you again. Uh, I would like to give you uh, a little lecture on multiphonic playing because uh, I think this is what I mostly stand for at the moment. (laughs) Uh, But I mean if there are questions outside of multiphonic of course I'll be I'll be happy to answer and uh, uh, to be to your service. Okay, uh, to begin, you all know that uh, multiphonics on a brass instrument can be produced by playing, blowing and singing simultaneously and uh, as a matter of fact, all combinations of intervals are possible. They are possible. In my case, though, I mean, this has to do with the, with the development of the whole thing. I do not use all combinations there are, I mean, combining a, blue, a blown note with any sung note. I use certain, and others I do not use because... They might not be so stable. They might not be. They might not be sounding so good, or other reasons. <laughs> but in principle, everything is possible. So I would like to, for start, play two little pieces for you. One is uh, let's say these two pieces being uh, the two corners, the two colors, the two main colors of multiphonic playing. One this would be the first piece is where the trombone, the horn, the blown note is very low, is in the low register, and uh, the sung note mainly in the upper register, which has to be sung in my case, uh, with falsetto. And the other piece is more uh, a very using uh, lesser intervals, uh, like fifths or sixth or sevenths, and... Uh, this making a more fundamental, bluesy, earthy type of a sound. So let me uh, play for you that first piece with the widespread intervals. And here I would like to mention, they are mainly, so you already know what you what you are hearing. The The blow note is, in this case, is always the root. I mean, there are pieces where, where it changes, the, the, the low note doesn't always have to be the root it can be the fifth it can be anything but in this case here the the low note is always the root of the chord and i'll be singing things like uh, the minor third above the second octave the major seven above the octave or the uh, raised eleven the raised four above the octave or even above the second octave so you already know what to what, what is coming up here, and also I would like you to to watch out, follow the, the voice, but you might sometimes get uh, uh, get might get mixed up with the with the uh, uh, the overtone that sounds by combining those two notes, the the, the blown and the sung note. That sometimes the overtones are so strong you might mistake it for the blow, for the sung note. So just watch out, uh, and and uh, uh, you hear that. And the other piece, of course, is is a very fundamental thing. So let me start that uh, piece with the widespread calls chords first. have noticed how important it is that the voice, especially, keeps in pitch, keeps in tune. Uh, there was a two at the end. You might have heard there was a there was a little thing where where it wasn't so sure anymore. You know that that can happen, especially at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, but it's not supposed to. Like in a concert, of course, it's it's not supposed to happen, uh, and it usually does not. But nine o'clock may be an excuse. So, uh, and now this covers one side, and the other corner of of this is that bluesy, earthy type of a sound, and I'll try to demonstrate it for you now. I, I do a lot of these things where where I like invent uh, a row of changes and just use them for improvisation. I, I do a lot of these things. So all right. Uh, so I've shown you two two sides of it. And on the other hand, I mean, in between there are all kinds of combination of, of these two things, and there are many other things uh, to be uh, to be done in, in the multiphonic playing, especially like if. Like in my case, I usually do solo concerts, and uh, well, like <clears throat> doing two times forty-five minutes per night, uh, you have to you have to, you need some ideas to get to get through. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there are many aspects of multiphonic playing. <clears throat> okay, uh, if there are any questions now, I I would answer. Otherwise, I would uh, uh, try to make an analysis of of what is what is happening here. How I how this is being done and how to get into it. So, if there yeah. are questions now... Yes, please. I'd just
1: like to know, how do you, how do you keep it, the two tones separate in your ear? Like, <clears throat> how do you know like, what you play, keep separate what you play and what you sing to make sure that they, they both come out exactly in tune? So
0: well, uh, this has to do with <coughs> practicing it. You know, you, have, you are getting used to it. This is something like just swimming or bicyc- bicycling. You know, I mean, once you know, once you got it down, it's there. You can use it. You know, the more you practice it, the more, the the, the better results you have. And uh, well, separating. I'm not really separating it. I think I'm putting it together. You know, uh, for instance, the, those overtones that always mm. sound alone. Uh, the the cleaner you sing, the I mean, the 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 cleaner in pitch the combination is being done, the better that overtone sounds, and this overtone now being like the control of the whole thing. You know, if the overtone is nice, I'm sure I'm right. Besides, I mean, the ear, pitch, okay, you're supposed to hear anyway. Okay, so the, uh, I don't really know when I started, how I did it—I mean, I tried, I tried, and tried—and and, and there it was. But uh, uh, now, trying to help other people achieving this, I found a way uh, of a, a, a method of, of doing it that almost helps anyone who has a voice and can blow the trombone. I mean, of course, you need you need a good voice, you need control of your voice, and and also I might. Say this right from the beginning the voice needs to be trained because uh, usually the voice is not strong enough <coughs> compared to the blown note so we have to bring up the voice and like if you have this thing on your mouse you blow a note and you sing one now if you want to sing louder louder what do you do you you give more air and more, giving more air means the blow node will be louder, too. See? So the voice really needs, needs to be brought up in advance. See? And uh, what I found out uh, is best to do that. And it helps. I mean, I, I can tell when, like, if I, this morning, I have already practiced the voice. And I do it with the mouthpiece to and keeping my sure as it is when I blow. Very strict, you have to be very strict with it. And then through the mouthpiece, sing as loud as possible, without strain, of course, and the strain goes away anyway after a few days, uh, it'll get better. But if I hear myself talk here now, I talk louder than I usually do, because I have already practiced the voice raising it up in, in, in volume. This is really a fact. And uh, when I tried this fir- first, I, I would sing without the mouthpiece, just ah, 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 something like that with the piano. And uh, well, uh, it, was, it was OK, but it really didn't work. But when I tried first with the mouthpiece, coming back from the piano on the horn, I could feel right away that it was much better. And, and this is the way to, if, if your voice is not strong enough, uh, bring it up. You can you can uh, practice it little with the, the mouthpiece, and I may give you an example how I how I usually do that. I I practice even though I don't use the voice in the in the low register. Uh, I always practice my whole register, including falsetto, starting from here. This is about my lowest note. Like uh, some some intervals, they may differ every day. They may change. <laughs> and so on. I go up until I get up here. would suggest to start with is the fifth on the root, like if you play a B-flat and sing F on it, or for ladies it might be a bit different, you might take the note of F or even the whole thing an octave higher, it depends on on the the range of of the individual voice. So in in this case now we, I relate now everything to the low B-flat and we start from there. Of course, it has to be transposed in all keys in with all notes and so on so fifth this is what's supposed to sound and now if i want if i like to get into this i would advise something like this a note first, without a blown note first, to make it really conscious. And, and it's not easy. Anyway, you know, uh, blowing a note, a tone, I mean singing a tone in the, in the horn, you might recognize, especially if it's without a blown note, that this is hard too. It needs, a, a, I think it needs to be very, very well in pitch and st- it's hard to hold. You know, this even has to be practiced. down you might not have to do the same thing you might not have to maybe you have to maybe not you could you might be able to do the combination already but it has to be done at all on the whole register And I would recommend, anyway, to not uh, go ahead before one combination is very well settled. I mean, this is really... uh, The more strict you are with this method, I think the better results you get. So, uh, now, with this fifth, all kinds of practicing, I, I would do things like this. daily calisthenics, maybe some of your daily uh, practicing things could be used for it. Some of those things you know very well, you, you blow, in the blowing you secure, uh, the easier it, is, it might be to, to add the voice to that. See? And now this is anyway parallel playing, And uh, already, when, when I started discovering this whole thing, exploring this thing, uh, already just with those fifths, you, know, you can make music, you can, you can play tunes. Uh, let me give you an example. This is a, a blues type of a thing, riff type. You see, uh, already there with the with the first thing, you you have already something new in the mu- in your music. You know, you can you can uh, uh, play some melodies, some works in in, in fifths. Okay, uh, the next step I use is the sixth, what you call the major sixth, not the minor sixth. The, the minor sixth might uh, might appear maybe as a as a Passing note, but as a as a setting chord, I don't I don't use it as a set chord. I don't use it, I, but I give you an example of it. I can't I can't really get it. I can't hold it. I mean, this is one of those that you cannot uh, attack. Some of those things you cannot attack. I mean, you, you can blame when you when you get to them. From, from, from another space, from another place, but uh, uh, they are hard to attack. So it, it could appear as a passing note. See, and uh, now I want to get to that. Major sixth, which would be G with the root B. I mean, this is the the low note now. This B flat is not the root anymore in this case because it would be the fifth of the E E if uh, e that chord. I think the easiest to to get that sixth first is to start with where you already are with the fifth like that Of course when you got it you should try to attack it as well and might have done with with the Difficult to just attack. I I can do. I can do it now. In the beginning, it was very hard for me to to attack this one. There are some that are easy to attack, and some that are harder to attack. Okay, we got fifth, sixth, and seven. And uh, maybe we we should check out about the overtones. So all these combinations produce overtones, and the fifth always produces the third on on top, I don't know how how well it sounds in here. Sometimes it has to do, I don't know, do you hear the D? Yeah. I cannot hear. It. Maybe yeah. you can hear it because the sound is going this way. I cannot really hear it. I hear octaves more than I hear than I hear the uh, that D. But the D is there. i I, I know and 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 over on this end we've been hearing the overtone more easily from your sixth, both major yes. and minor. Yes. Yes. The sixth has a stronger overtone yeah. than than the fifth has. That's true. So okay. Now the fifth supposed to have the D (laughs) and uh, the sixth has as an overtone now as we have B-flat and G B-flat being the fifth and G being the third of E-flat and the note E-flat is our overtone very clear. So uh, now, now it gets more interesting, because now with the seven as the sung note on the root, the uh, overtone is already, let's say, out of the diatonic key there, because this overtone is already a, an E. That's what we in jazz call the fifth flat. The uh, very, uh, fa- very famous bebop uh, slogan. The fifth flat was a very, was the new thing when bebop came up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we got, we got. Three things that, the three combinations. And already here, it is possible to make all kinds of, of music. And you can, I, I already found, came across uh, new songs, new things that I could play. And, uh, but I, I would like, before I continue, I would like to give you another example how to get that sixth from the fifth, because not only moving the voice, but moving the blown note can produce that. Like if I uh, have B flat and F. As you can uh, now, if you if you transpose like from before, uh, now A flat. Is the fifth of D flat, and the sung note is F, the third of of D flat, and D flat is our uh, is our chord, is our triad here, and this shows you how how easily these things modulate. I mean, because this is one of the of the of the real things I, I came across. I, w- I was surprised about with this thing how how uh, modulating these this multiphonics can be like uh, in, in this beginning tune I played but every every new uh, every new uh, combination is a new key is a new chord so I let me give you some examples What what can already be done with uh, just fifth sixth and third uh. First solo piece I, I had called Blues of a Lark. and another one of the of the first pieces pieces I had also with fifth, sixth, and seven is this one. give another example with fifth and sixth, if I, if I move, uh, if I do a move like that, Would be the major seven. We had the the, the minor seven here. Now we, we take the major seven, which uh, it may seem funny, but it has the same overtone. Of course, it's it's a different chord because of the of the major seven and not the minor seven. But the the the, the overtone is the same. <coughs> Abilities for already playing compositions. I don't. I mean, if I start playing all these compositions, I, I, I did on all the combinations. Uh, this thing would last three hours. <laughs> okay, uh, we had the the major seven now, with the overtone uh, being the tritonus, and now the next step is the octave. The octave being especially good for practicing this thing because it's hard to play i mean once you once you get there uh, with uh, those you already have you I think you could practice the octave. Um, Very good for practicing the multiphonic uh, playing. Because, I mean, in, in my case, and uh, especially in the case of a jazz musician, I mean, what you're achieving uh, in this is to get, to be able to have, to make free use of this. You know, whenever I'm in a playing a, a solo, playing an improvisation, uh, when it comes to my mind, when it, when it should fit, you know, I want to be able to put a chord anytime you know and, and I mean this is what I'm uh, still working on it takes time and uh, like with the more let's say with those bluesy sounds I have no problems putting it in everywhere you know when, when I feel like it you know put a chord in and so it's more difficult with those uh, widespread chords of course you know but even there uh, I'm coming closer good so with the octave Also, the octave could be used uh, musically. Something like that. You can can play uh, unison octave lines on it. Uh, Talking about unison, uh, perfect unison, I mean, singing the same note as blown. That is possible too, and it's a good uh, exercise. It's good for exercising this thing. I mean, it doesn't make any special sound, not, not very much of it anyway. But uh, it's good to know, and good if you practice it. Uh, it helps you, helps the whole thing. Okay, now the next thing I use is the third above the arc. the pitch. And uh, it has to do with, I don't know, thirds are a a very dangerous thing anyway. So okay, so but the major tense, now is the next on B-flat on B would be the E-flat, which is the, the, the fourth above the octave, what we call the eleventh, and this one I use as a passing note, I don't use it as a, as a standing chord, because this is another one of those that are hard to attack. just as a uh, just passing through but the next one the raised force above the octave the raised 11 uh, this really makes a nice sound with the major seven as an overtone sounds you heard in the first piece I played. Also, uh, especially in this case, anyway, it works with all these things if you uh, not only, let's say, if you keep keep the sung note and move the blown note. I mean, this works in all the combinations too. I didn't show you now, but uh, let me show you on this one, because uh, from, like, let's say, playing, playing the tenth on B flat, B flat and D. And if I move now down to A flat, I get that, uh, that chord uh, a step below her. Now the D making the raised 11 of A flat. takes care of uh, the raised eleven. Now the next one would be the the fifth above the octave, which I sometimes use, but more also as passing passing notes than as a uh, compact thing, because, I mean, you have just heard that chord with the raised eleven, and now I play that other one, the next one to you, and you hear the difference. octave you hear it. it's also not the same as for instance an octave might change key here now to uh, because the overtone supposed to sound here I cannot hear very well and it's very peculiar over, overtone mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't really know how to explain why uh, by singing the major seven above the octave the minor third above will be my one of will be one of my overtones and this making a very peculiar sound. What does this minor 7 have to do in this? This is a major, because it, a, it is a major chord. Yeah? But what has this minor 3rd uh, up there to do with it? You know? So here we, we, we come to something which I think is it, not one key anymore. It's polytonal, I, I would say. You know, It's two key, keys at one in, the, in this case. But I change key now. Uh, I do the same thing with an F root, so you can hear that overtone better. And with an F root and uh, the major seven above the octave being sung, uh, the overtone would be A-flat. Can you hear the A-flat? Sound being now in, in, in the low edges are widespread so but it's a F triad and an E triad. The E triad on top of the F triad. I mean, I could I, I could put it uh, closer together, but this wouldn't make much. I think it is, you know, and and what I did, I mean, discovering this thing, uh, I took some of these solo pieces, uh, especially those with the widespread chords, and I put it into voices, you know, like, let's say, six trombones, you know, and it's a marvelous sound, and I made a lot of of compositions, not only for trombones, but, but for all kinds of combinations of horns saxophones and so on, it, it just brought me into a new direction of, of composing and, and, and arranging. I mean, these things I, I, I didn't know so much, not being a professional arranger, of course. OK, uh, so far we were up to the major seven above the octave. <coughs> now, well, the next step would be the octave. The second octave doesn't do much. I mean, I I do not use it at the moment, but uh, that doesn't mean I uh, would would not in in some time or so. So, now also, the the next notes coming up here now chromatically, I do not use except for that minor third above the second octave. Mm. And this note has the major seven as an overtone. Like if I play B-flat and... The D-sharp on top, which I cannot do because the range (coughs) of my voice wouldn't do it. I have to go uh, uh, more below. This means, anyway, that the whole thing for me uh, is very limited. If one has an F attachment, you've got more possibilities here. Let me play uh, that F minor chord. too, you know? Why, why is it the major 7? Why not the minor 7? Or, or some other note, you know, with the minor chord, but uh, and, and as a matter of fact, if I would, which I don't use much, uh, sing that minor 3rd uh, octave below, there is no major 7. So, I cannot even define what was really there. Oh, okay, I, I came up now to, this is about all of the combinations I use, except for one uh, I haven't mentioned yet. This is the uh, flatted fifth, or raised four as you might call it. In some cases, it, it may be the third and, and the seventh of, of a chord. For instance, in B flat, it would, doesn't work anymore. I, I I can't keep keep it in the voice anymore, or in the horn. I mean, it becomes, usually it becomes a fifth after a while, <laughs> just automatically I can't do anything about it. But uh, this thing is very well to be used I mean, here, here it's with B-flat, but uh, the overtones coming, sounding alone, don't really make a key. They're, these chords, these things, combinations, are rather uh, free. And I was now doing here uh, third and seventh of a chord. I might also do, I mean, these chords appear, uh, do the erased the fifth, and the root on top, things like that. because of doing this and training the voice, the voice gets, uh, gets more stable and, and enables me to do things that I might not have been able to do before. I mean, this is still in progress and, uh, well, it is very important, I would advise anyone, uh, you need to work with the voice, you know, practice the voice to, to, to really get it in, uh, in command question? Yes, please. Uh, I could have asked this before. Um, I have also been experimenting uh, doing a certain amount of this. I am also a singer. I do a, a lot of legit singing. Yeah. Now, when i doing what you are doing, I find myself going hoarse. It tears up my voice a little like bit. <laughs> now, I'm listening to your speaking voice and it's very clear and very resonant.
1: How do you keep that? How do you keep uh, this from, from from tearing up
0: your your regular voice? Well, now I don't really know. If, just to practice. If, if just pra- I don't know really if this is my regular voice. Then. <laughs> I
1: think so, yeah. uh,
0: because it's trained. I mean, the way it sounds now, yeah. it is after practicing this. You know, if like if I if I hadn't practiced in the morning, you speak to me, I wouldn't be able to talk that loud. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk that loud. I wouldn't think of it. I mean, here I talk loud automatically because I practice, and uh, the voice gets sore, the, the throat gets sore if if I don't practice. If I don't practice for two days and I start practicing on a piano, well, after two or three uh, long hold notes, it starts hurting, and I have to stop, and I have to you know I have to make pauses in. Okay, between. that's my yeah my sensation it, exactly, it, so maybe i just have to practice one more. Is it, it, and in my case, it has to do with practicing. Yeah. You know, also, if I don't practice the voice, and let's say I would have uh, a concert tomorrow night and if I hadn't practiced the voice today and, and tomorrow, oh, perhaps, I would goof a lot in the concert. There would be a lot, lot of mistakes because the voice not being under real control. Uh, I'm dependent on it. I have, to, I have to work with this all the time. I'm carrying around a little keyboard. Uh, wherever, whenever I go on tour, I carry around a little keyboard to be able uh, to practice the voice in the hotel room or, or wherever, you know, to to really uh, to get it. Otherwise, I I, I lose. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, in relation to recording, in order to maintain some kind of sound balance of the overtone, uh, do you? Do you use any kind of multiple microphone to pick up or balance some of these overtones so that they hear on the record? No, not really. You know, in the beginning, when I, when I started this, and when I made my first album, as a matter of fact, in the second album I made this <coughs> uh, I thought we have to catch these overtones somewhere, and I had the feeling they are here, somewhere, <laughs> you know? And I put a microphone here, uh, I mean, a microphone here, and another microphone here with, which was uh, on extremely high extremely high pitched you know and uh, I thought this would bring it out but I'm not so sure meanwhile one microphone does the same uh, and uh, but there are other possibilities there is a thing called i mean talking about recording there's a thing called the phaser, which on my last recording. I, I did one tune, as a matter of fact, I did this one, which I played here in the beginning, uh, and this engineer, a very talented man, he put this phaser on, and, I mean, you you can hear these things so much better, as, as you have the feeling that the overtones are sometimes stronger than the, the, the blown thing, and, and they're always...